Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. We're on episode 568 today and yesterday and the next few days I want to talk about traditions. Uh, yesterday, because it was December, I mentioned about some holiday traditions that I've had and that still have and one of them I started last night. We started watching some films, some uh, videos that have been produced in the last couple of years about the life and mission of Christ. Uh, we started watching the series The Chosen, which was quite interesting, quite fun. And it's a completely new take, done uh, cr all crowdfunded, which is beautiful. I happen to know one of the executive producers who's a friend of mine and who's held a he, the guy that owns uh, a, con a conference that I've had the chance to MC at a bunch of times. Anyway, so we watched several episodes last night, and there, I guess there's uh, two seasons. Uh, I think each season's eight episodes, so 16 total, and they're, I guess they're working on a third season, so I'm stoked about that. Uh, I, we watched three, maybe four. I think we watched four episodes last night, so that was wonderful. I got a chance to see this new take on it, uh, on the life and ministry and actions of Jesus as a person, and it was quite good. So if you haven't seen The Chosen, I'd recommend it. Today's episode is titled Traditions for Growth and isn't really centered on holiday traditions like I talked about yesterday, but it's just uh, habits. So I'm using traditions in the sense of institutionalized habits. Like if you have a tradition to go on to a particular place in the summer as part of vacation or a holiday tradition like I mentioned yesterday. Or you might have a, a ritual or tradition associated with the beginning of a school year or the end of the school year, something like that. So today I want to ask questions about what your traditions for growth are. You can have traditions not just be fun, which is something you do because it's fun, but a tradition for growth. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, a tradition for growth, one of the things we used to do when I was a kid growing up is, and we never even talked about it as a tradition, but we were really active in our church. And so I remember um, participating in ward, the, the, brand, the unit of church thing was called a ward, and, and that meant like a parish or something. But anyway, in ward activities where we would go help set up chairs or clean up the, the cultural hall afterwards, you know, that kind of thing. And I always remember the tradition that we really didn't leave until all the work was done. So I remember often being the last family there. My dad was sweeping the floor with a big, with a big broom, uh, not a big broom, but a big claw duster kind of thing. It was like four feet wide, you know, that sort of thing, back and forth, and back and forth. I remember another tradition. It was along the same lines in the summertime. Uh, the church that 
I belonged to had a, a farm. My, my mom's uh, brother had a dairy farm in Wyoming, and that church there also had some acreage and grew alfalfa and barley, which was the traditional feed for the dairy farms in the area, but grew it for purposes of supporting people in need. So kind of a welfare thing. It was called the welfare farm. And I remember the volunteer work to go work on that farm, either to harvest the hay. Alfalfa was always a time to be harvested in the summertime when I was when I was growing up. And so we'd go up there in the summertime and harvest my uncle's uh, hay. And then I also remember, you know, working on the church farm. And the tradition part was, again, the same thing. You don't leave till you're done. And I remember one night going up to see, to take some dinner or late supper to my grandfather because a bunch of men had been working on the church farm. And when we got up there, it was dark. Now, this is summertime, and it didn't get dark till late, so it was, it was dark, completely dark. And we got there to find my grandfather, who was in his late 70s at the time. And when we had gone home, there were a whole bunch of uh, men working on tractors doing whatever it was, I think it was baling the hay and... At that time, the, you know, you have to, there's a timing thing involved with the alfalfa. It gets too dry and you bale it, then all the leaves fall off. And if it's too wet, then the bales get all moldy, so you got to do it at the right time. But anyway, we got up there and there was nobody in the field except when I looked carefully way out in the distance, there was one set of tractor lights and that was all I could find and that turned out to be my grandfather, and so he was the only one out there late at night working. And that even now causes some emotion for me because at the time I thought, where did everybody go? And I asked my mom about it, and she said, well, you know, he's not quitting till the work's done. And nothing else was ever said. But that created a feeling and tradition in me that was like that, you know, you, you finish you finish your projects. You don't quit, right? And so that was a, a tradition that I saw, and it was the same with our family <clears throat> as well, and that has served me, served me well, not only in church, but volunteer, community work, even at work. You just finish what you start. You do what you say you're going to do, and that's a tradition that is in my heart for growth, and so I want to ask you, what are your traditions for service? What are your traditions for growth? I don't know what they are, but I want you to think for a minute right now, what are your traditions? Do you have a tradition to read a book a week or a book a month? Do you have traditions to spend time with your loved ones, not just to socialize, but to build each other up, maybe to study or to learn or to grow or to worship in some way? Maybe you have a tradition, I know families, I have known families that had a service tradition where together, periodically, once a quarter, or once a month, they would go somewhere as a family and do something, work on trash pickup or in a soup kitchen or do something. And the tradition was to teach and to practice love and service. So let me give you some suggestions. I don't know what 
your traditions are, but I want you to examine them. Because this podcast and this whole interaction between you and I is about how to create your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create or I create by serving with our divine gifts. Well, we can't do that unless we know what the divine gifts are. We can't do that unless we're willing to serve. And the service comes first. The revelation or understanding completely of our divine gifts, sometimes that comes over time. And we sort of gradually move into that. And it might change over your lifetime. I certainly know that the focus of what I have to offer and give has changed over time. <clears throat> now, at this time in my life, I'm really focused on an effort to be a beacon of light, a vessel of love and a conduit of power, a ray of hope, of encouragement. That's one of the things I love about being in the coaching business. I call it the people encouragement business because my goal here is to encourage you. Right now, it's to examine your traditions. Do you have a tradition personally of getting up early, of meditation, of studying, of intentionally stretching and growing your mind? Do you have a tradition to learn a new thing? Do you have a tradition to worship? I don't know what yours are, but I want you to examine them, and I want you to make some conscious choices. Because one of the things I know for sure is, you know, God created the world and he put us on it. <clears throat> now, there's hardships and struggles and things that sometimes make us wonder if he's there or if it's fair, how come this and that. But if you set all that aside and you take the idea that we're here to learn to grow and that this 70 or 100 years is just a micro dot in the context of eternity, then we don't have to get all wound up about insisting that some form of justice and fairness, according to our judgment, has to be available. So throw all that out the window for just a sec and take the idea that we're here to learn and grow. So what would a tradition be for you to learn and grow? One thing that I've adopted as a tradition is to ask this question. What is the gift here? What is the gift here, no matter what the circumstances? So in December of 2018, which is three years ago, that was six months after I died and wrote the book Meeting God at the Door because of the near-death experience, I found myself back in the hospital. I had woke up on December 5th, which is just three years ago this month, paralyzed from the waist down. I was taken to the hospital, and they performed emergency surgery on me in the middle of the night. And <clears throat> it turns out that the, the bacteria that I'd had in the summer that had killed me hadn't been completely eradicated from the body. And so it had it lodged in my spinal column and grown, and there was about a four-inch abscess between C2 and T1, which is way up at the top of your neck, and the top of your back and bottom of the neck, and it had calcified and was putting pressure on the spinal cord, and that's come I was paralyzed. But anyway, after surgery, then when I woke up, well, I woke up briefly in the hallway, but when I really came to the next morning, the first words out of my mouth weren't, why did this happen to me? I just had this horrific thing in the summer, June and July, and now it's December, and here we are again. That wasn't it. It might have been at another time in my life, but the first words out of my mouth were, what is the gift here? What can I learn? Now, that didn't happen automatically. That, the reason that was the first words out of my mouth is because that was a practice. I developed a tradition. I'd created of asking that, and it really served me there. 
because then during the next, I was in the hospital about a total of 10 days, so nine, eight of the next days, I was able to conduct my coaching calls and create some videos and do things not to prove anything, but to continue to give, to offer encouragement to other people who are struggling and suffering in their own way, in their own struggles, and maybe hadn't taken the view of what is the gift here, and, but instead were lamenting, angry, or frustrated, why me, why this, why now? So that's just a, a little example, and it isn't anything other than just an illustration of the power of a tradition. And the tradition for me was to ask always, what's the gift here? So now that you've taken a look at your traditions, traditions for growth, which is specifically what we're talking about, I want you to identify them, or I'm inviting you to identify them. What are they? I want you to write them down. And if you don't have any, or if you don't have something that feels good to you right now, then you can change it. Habits can be changed. Traditions can be changed. The idea that I'm just a certain way and I can't change it, that's nonsense. It doesn't matter how long you've been that way. What I know from struggling with depression for 40 years, from believing I was worthless for 40 years, is that it's never too late. It's never impossible. It's never over. It is not over until we're gone. And so as long as you draw breath, it's not over. You have the opportunity today to examine the traditions you have and pick the ones that serve you, that really make you more capable, that make you more loving, that draw you closer to the truth of who you are, which is a divine being. And if you have some that are not that way, then this is the moment to change them. Now, changing things, that doesn't happen with a wave of a hand. You don't just thump your fist on the table and change. Habits and traditions develop slowly, and they often need to be changed slowly, but fortunately they don't need to take anywhere near as long to change as they did to develop, and here's why. It's not magic. It is the level of focus, especially with bad habits or traditions that don't serve us. We didn't really intend to do that, and so they developed slowly over time, mostly through inattention. If you focus the totality of your will, attention, and seek divine help and earthly help with a counselor or a coach or whatever, and you've got traditions or habits or patterns in your life, you can change them starting today, and the way you do that is to pick one small thing. If you have a tradition of wasting a lot of time, you can say, okay, today I'm going to focus 15 minutes and read a book. I've never done that or I used to do it, or whatever, but some incremental change. So right now I challenge you, pick study. Do you read a book a week? And if not, why not? There's enough television time in there for you to do that. Pick a book that will develop you, that will be something for your growth. One book I read recently three or four times is The Alchemist. That's great. Another one is The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Uh, another one is The Field by Lynn McTaggart. There's all kinds of books. I read them fast and many. And the reason is for growth. So I invite you to establish a tradition for growth 
I would suggest that you start with reading intentionally growth-oriented material. If that doesn't work for you, pick another one, but don't do nothing. I invite you to establish a tradition for growth starting today to help build your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.